Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. for the first time yesterday Whoa. to be able to go outside and I have never felt so constrained yeah. in my whole life. Yeah, absolutely. I hate it here. Welcome to Into the Twilight. I hate it here. We hate it here, collectively. <laughs> and so should you. <laughs> yeah, I think, and again, I know that we keep reiterating this over the past couple of months, but like nothing has changed about that. I no. still, I have hated it here. Right. Our hatred just knows no bounds. It keeps, we think we've hit it, and it keeps getting more strong. (laughs) Yeah, that feels like a verb chart. Like, I hate it here. You hate it here. Right, we all hate it here. They hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) Just your conjugations. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) There's not much I remember about Spanish, even though I took it for six years. Yeah. But conjugation charts were one of the things I was best at. And that's really fucked up. Is it fucked up? <laughs> I don't know. But, like, conjugation charts were the thing, It similar to, like, Punnett squares, were the thing yeah. that, like, made the most sense in my brain. I don't Interesting. know why. Huh. Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing okay. I just want to talk about Clubhouse games. Is that okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. Honestly, fuck the show. Fuck yeah. Twilight. Let's talk about Clubhouse Games. Tell me everything. How are you liking it? I love Clubhouse Games. If you're unfamiliar, it is a game for the Switch that came out like a week or so ago. Ugh. And I've been seeing people stream it. Our friends have been streaming it. People have been gabbing about it. And it's just board games, basically, and card games. But, like, with your friends, or, like, playing online, and it's beautiful, and I'm into it. I'm so upset. I literally, like, I was already not playing as much Animal Crossing as I have been recently. Same. And then this came, and I'm like, Animal Crossing? Who is she? Who is she? My wife is Ludo. I love (laughs) I only know Ludo and Last Card, and we're just vibing playing some games and i'm getting angry at strangers on the internet and i feel like that's actually been very cathartic for me it has i feel like i have so much rage in me at all times (laughs) just in general um but especially now it's so nice to be able to get it out right it's like this is a really healthy way of doing it where it's just like i'm gonna get irrationally angry for a minute at strangers with little yeah. tiny cartoon avatars while playing a dirt virtual board game on the internet. <laughs> like, exactly. It's that's so the least minute. harmful way of being upset. Like, it's not hurting anybody. I get out my shit. It's perfect. Especially when, like, there is no method of communication that you can do with the strangers online. You can't yeah. chat with them. Right. In, it's not like, like an digital- Xbox, like, first-person no. shooter situation. Yeah, you can't voice chat, you can't actually, like, keyboard chat, there's no, there's nothing that you can do. Yeah. I think, like you, I saw the price tag and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm spending $40 on this. Yeah, $40? For board games? (laughs) But listen, folks, and you might be like, that's $40. We're not sponsored by this, but Nintendo, honestly, please. Um, Listen. Be my game daddy. We will be bought. (laughs) I always will be bought. There's 51 games. Yeah. So, listen, it's a great deal. And I feel like I'm learning, too, because they're, like, they're all from different parts of the world, and it's, like, some I've never even heard of before, and it's, like, wow, culture. I've already learned how to play Yahtzee, which I never played before. Whoa. Look at you. And playing Yahtzee has helped me learn how to play poker. Yeah directly right like my amount of playing Yahtzee has allowed me to be able to play poker and Chris is a self-proclaimed like fucking poker expert and I have been able to play poker and like understand it like the only reason why I understand what a full house is in poker is because of Yahtzee 
That's and he amazing. got so mad when I said that. He's like, "That's not. It's the other way around." It's like, no, um, no, no, Chris, no. But but um, you see, it's Yahtzee. But there, it's an amazing thing. I I don't know if a lot of you are also the same way, but like we used to have board game nights with friends and mm-hmm. stuff, and the it is a great way to be able to simulate that, but also, like, the sounds. Yeah. Like, the tactile sounds Ooh, that it provides. It's like a there, baby. It's great. It's amazing, and it brings me a lot of joy. Listen. Listen. <laughs> How are you, my dude? Oh, my dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm living. Um, every day is just a waterfall. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you were gonna say every day I'm shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm alright. I have been getting a lot of nostalgia from Clubhouse games, but I also was reminded of a childhood fear on Twitter today that I would like to bring to the space. Ooh. And it seems weird to bring a childhood fear to as my happy thing. Right. Um, but you know. I'm, I'm a Scorpio moon, so, like, it'd be like that sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I would like to remind you of a book that scared the ever-living shit of, out of me as a second and third grader, and that is Banicula. <laughs> now, you say remind me, as if I've ever seen this before Forgot. in my life before. <laughs> what? You've never seen this? No. What is Cody. this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna just enlarge this as big as I can on the box. <laughs> just a full page. Just so that you can see the girth of this bunny. Yeah, that's so, a frightening vampire bunny. This bunny and this, also, this is why graphic I don't, design? This top this typography. It's just so that you can understand why I was so scared of this bunny <laughs> and why I don't <laughs> trust rabbits. Okay, so this book was really influential in my elementary school library. Like, everyone read this book. Yeah. And so the typography, first of all. (laughs) But also, this rabbit, the red eyes. Yeah. I had nightmares about this rabbit and its red eyes and its little fangs. Yeah. It is evil looking. For sure. It's so evil looking. And then the shadow... Yeah. Behind it, haunting. <laughs> yeah. But the caption, folks, of today vegetables and then an ellipses. Tomorrow the world. Like, no punctuation. Yeah. Today vegetables. Tomorrow the world. <laughs> yeah. I think I found my new Twitter bio, actually. I think that's uh... <laughs> just a rabbit, Cody. That's yeah. a vampire. really fucked me up. Yeah. And I have never been able to forget the name Banicula. (laughs) Because, like, wow. But I have not seen the cover of this since I was in elementary school. And someone had the audacity to post it on Twitter a couple days ago. And it has haunted me. Yeah. It has come back into my memory. You can never sleep again. That's it. Sorry. The idea that this somehow passed you in elementary (laughs) school. That, like, we are so close together on the millennial Gen Z Right. Just touching. Just kissing. (laughs) We are. And that somehow missed you. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm grateful, but also that makes me sad. Yeah, I was too busy reading unauthorized spinoffs of the Little Women book, but I thought was the real Little Women until like two years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> whereas back in my day, they were shoving like chicken noodle soup for the soul remixes down oh, our yeah. throat, dude, yeah. and making us read like a fucking child called it and stuff yeah it's like and you wonder why we're like so fucked up now yeah god damn anyways so that's my uh happy thing i guess just some just some traditional vampire content yeah you know how it is so uh yeah i definitely want to know now from everyone um the book that really fucked you up as a kid yeah so tell me all about those um, but we do, we have a couple of current events today, um, really on opposite ends of the spectrum, one might say. Yeah, totally. One that's like a, 
A real bummer, but apparently in the LA space, not at all a surprise. And the other that is, that's great and amazing. Yeah. I think we should start with the bummer and end on a good one. Yeah, let's get the bummer out of the way. Okay. All right. So we're pulling up, we're looking at a piece here from Vulture, but again, uh, I would say I saw a lot of this stuff on Twitter. Yeah. I think that a lot of the stuff that's also been pulled from this article has been from Twitter as well. Yes. So the main piece about this is that Cristalia is being accused of sexual harassment, misconduct, um, and soliciting nude photos from minors. I... Here's what I... I did not know this going into you season two. Neither did I. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Um, I am not in the comedy space in LA. Yeah. So. That's not our space. Yeah. And I. So, yeah, I did not know that at all um, going into that. So that is something to keep in mind. However, it does seem like that. Even from as far back as it seems like 2015, yeah, the people have been pulling back receipts from him. It doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, yeah, and I think that a lot of people have been mentioning the the irony of this, given that he, you know, plays this character in you. Yeah. Um. And then I think I saw someone mention that he also, um, like, plays another character in another show that was very similar as well. Interesting. Um, I cannot find the the show right now, um, but a lot of a lot of this stuff has been coming to light um, on Twitter. It'll have been a week past when this episode comes out so on june 16th Mm -hmm. um but i think the main thing to know is that like even if these receipts weren't being pulled with like screenshots and stuff like fuck this dude (laughs) yeah seriously fuck this dude and like uh, it's it's been really hard i imagine to be on twitter um with all this stuff kind of circulating and being like a really dominant conversation um and also like i think a lot of people are like with good intentions trying to be like oh who would have thought like this fucking creep like yes it and like i i get where that's coming from absolutely but i don't think it's the own (laughs) that you think it is right and who it's actually hurting which is not crystalia it's people that were victims of him right um, so that fucking sucks, and that's never, like, you know, an excuse or a reason or something to, like, feel shitty about because, like, oh, how do- how- of course, this guy, like, that's fucked up, and that's not, like, something to put on people who may have been, like, on the receiving end of shitty shit from him. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of- I mean, I think that this has naturally brought a lot of conversations, um- I've seen on my timeline, at least, it's brought up a lot of conversations about, like, um, grooming and power dynamics. Um, And I think, especially, I'll just say from my experience, that, like, there is no way that if someone I considered, uh, like, super cool or even just someone that was really popular and a celebrity um, that was older than me that I would have just like immediately blocked them and I think that a lot of the conversation that I've been seeing has been like well you knew that he was older why didn't you block him immediately Mm -hmm. and that does not take into account power dynamics right and like how manipulation it's the it's very similar to like the frog in boiling water analogy mm-hmm. um and so I think that there's it yeah it is not helpful to the right. people who are experiencing this yeah. I guess 
Um, I will say that as of when we are recording this on June 17th, uh, you, like, the show you has not mentioned anything. Mm. Like, they have not come out with a statement or anything, which seems like they, they're they based out of L.A. Yeah. You would think, like, since they chose this comedian specifically. Right, yeah. Like, they would, you would think that, like, they would have done their due diligence and would have known. Yeah. And, like, uh, y'all have been sassy as shit and doing memes and tweeting a fucking bunch forever and now right we get nothing interesting yeah Yeah, that they've just gone radio silent yeah hmm yeah it seems very yeah Yeah. um also the fact that he like did his own statement through tmz like what why I, yeah. A notes like, app thing is better than that. Like, fucking. Oh my god. If you're gonna do something, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I hate it. Um, I think that I, I don't want to assume that people know where we stand on this, but like, I think it is important to make a public declaration. Yeah, that, like, fuck Crystalia. on the side. Like, fuck Crystalia, and, like, we are on the side of the people that are, are sharing their experiences here. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and this is, you can just cut this, but I think it might be worth having a, a timestamp. Yeah, the, totally. Because uh, I, I forgot to say that. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it in the thing. Um. Anyways, I'm tired of saying his name, because I always forget to say it correctly, <laughs> and, like, now I don't give a single thought. Yeah, now fuck uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, but we have amazing news. Oh. Um, to kind of just trick to cleanse this space. Cleanse the now. palette, baby. Um, can you can you bring bring us into the space with this amazing news? Finally some fucking food, y'all. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally the gays are being fed. The ga- it's on pride. Finally. It's pride. So we deserve a win. We deserve a win, and this is a win for the girls and the gays. <laughs> uh, so I think this was originally um, a deadline hit, but every other kind of film publication uh, has talked about it in the, in the last few days. Um, but turns out, Miss Case Do is gonna be young Princess Diana. In a movie adaptation of her life, directed by my boy, Pablo Laran. I. Hello? What hello. did we do to deserve this gift? Was someone. Was some Hollywood exec probing me and was like, what is a movie that Cody Cornell specifically would stop at nothing to see? Would <laughs> stop at literally nothing. <laughs> Would do cr- terrible, horrible crimes to see. That would fight through gods themselves. I would to be look able God to in the eyes and kill him <laughs> <laughs> to see this movie. Why? I, I don't. I thank you. Thank I get, you. Like, uh, uh, like what? I am so excited to see Keisu. With Princess Diana hair, that's exciting. First of all, that's exciting. I hello. Oh my God. <laughs> I I there isn't even a way to come up with proper words for how excited I am. Right, for just this. like we should just scream for a solid two minutes and then call it a day. Like there's if there is a way to just put bleeps over my thoughts right now, because they're, it's not even that they're necessarily inappropriate. It's just that I can't come up with, with thoughts that are eloquent enough for this. Yeah. So one, the, the wedding dress. First Hello. Of Second of all, as, has <laughs> as has been shared online today, all of Princess Di's <laughs> lesbian looks all yes. of the hoodies, <laughs> all of the blazers. Oh my gosh! The athleisure wear, like it's so perfect. It fits Case Do so well. I don't know how and I've never that, thought of this. 
I agree. But the fact that it's been brought to our attention, it's like, of course Princess died for Kings And then. And then. Yes. The revenge stress. Oh. The black off the shoulder. Yes. I, I will literally pass out. I, I'm not ready yeah. for it. I, I don't think we will make it out alive and that's okay like yeah I, that's I'm how i want to go dead actually as, as of this news and that's okay because i'm ready to die <laughs> here's the thing and this is what makes me personally so nervous for our well-being is that when every when the world somehow gets back to some sense of normalcy and we're able to see case Stu's holiday film Yes. Is it going to come out the same year as this? Because oh if so, I will not survive that year. That's going to be a intense whiplash, I feel like. <laughs> oh, of like just tonally like, and like, also we've been waiting for that goddamn holiday movie for 40 years now. <laughs> I feel like since the start of the show. It feels like it. It feels like <laughs> it's been so long. We're never going to get it. I still can't be convinced this is real. It's a real movie. I'm so excited <sighs> to see this movie. I feel like this is an amazing directorial choice yes. for it. I'm, yeah. I am I want it right now. And Case 2 deserves to be in a biopic that is good, maybe. Because <laughs> apparently oh, Seabird, not great. And JT Leroy. Oh my god, she's had a rough <laughs> couple years of biopics. <laughs> It's true. She deserves a good one. Yeah. Amazing. Um, We have a question from our amazing Kelly Beck. Shout out to Kelly Beck. I I adore you. Thank you, Kelly Beck. Um, It asks, since Case 2 is going to be Princess Diana, please cast the entire royal family using characters from the Twilight Saga. Now... (sighs) It's safe to say that Allie and I know jack shit about Listen, uh, the royal family. We're so young. <laughs> we're baby. We, we're baby, okay? <laughs> like, And also, I, we're um, American, so. <laughs> Which is not true. an excuse. There's a lot of American people that are super into it for some reason. That's not my life. That's not my That's life. That's not me. Um... But that's, listen, I understand the people that are. It's not me. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of the royal family, like the big royal family drama, especially with Princess Di. Yeah. Was, happened like right before I was alive. Yeah. And right after I was born and like before you were alive. Yeah, because she died in 97 and that's when I popped out, so. Yeah. <laughs> When you were shot from space. <laughs> I made my grand entrance. <laughs> when you came down in a rocket ship. Yes. Uh, there had to be a trade, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do not put that fucking energy into the universe. We cannot equate these two lives. <laughs> we are not the same. We- all right, here's what I'm saying. Currently, Philip looks like, and this is not canon to the Twilight Saga, but Philip looks like fucking Alistair. Stop. He looks, he looks like death itself. Uh, yeah, he's father time. This man is 400 years old. He looks like he eats children to stay alive. <laughs> And is that ac- mm? <laughs> Who can He's, say? I swear to Who God, I think that dude is 99 years old. <laughs> On it, I swear to God, I'm going to look it up right now. Oh my God. How old is this man? He is. Wow. He is. He's 99 years old. He was born in 1921. Oh my God, that's insane. Why? Is he still alive? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? I have so many questions. Oh okay. My God. Now, is that accurate to the Twilight Saga and like 
how a family tree is supposed to go? No, no. But it's what I'm standing with. No. All right. Who do you think that Queen Elizabeth should be? Oh, my gosh. Someone surrounded by a lot of small dogs. <laughs> yeah. It's just big corgi energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like Esme has the most, like, mom comforting dog energy vibes. Okay. You know, that seems right Great. for me. Great. All right. Then we'll stick to it. And she's also as old as time, so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, okay. I'm gonna do the ones I know. Yeah, there's um, a whole, like, row of these. I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> I have, yeah, there's a lot of these people. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. All right. Princess Di. Who is the best person on this list? Um... I mean, Rosalie might be. That's true. If we're I talking think like revenge, revenge dress. Right, revenge dress saying fuck you to your husband. I think that's Princess Die. I think that's big Rosalie energy. Yep, I agree. I think we both know who William and Harry are. Let's do that. <laughs> How are we feeling? What's, what are we gauging? Here's the fucked up thing. William was so cute when he was younger. Yeah. What happened to him? <laughs> Harry's the one that, like, is down to fuck, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's Jasper. Yeah, totally. Okay. Love that. Um, does that mean that Megan is automatically Alice? I guess. I mean, it's not like there's a single black woman in the Twilight universe, so. For real? I mean, like, we gotta gotta split hair somewhere. Then maybe William is Edward? Yeah. I mean, they basically look the same. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it here. (laughs) They basically look the same. Yeah. And Catherine can be Bella. Yeah, that's fine. Great. We do need to find Jacob. Yes. Um, I'm leaning on... I don't know why, but Jacob gives me very, like, Archie Harrison energy. Okay. Yeah. Just <laughs> an actual baby? Is an, actual, <laughs> an actual baby. An actual baby? Okay, that's fun. Now... And I, I know I said I was done, but how do you feel about Charlie as Andrew Duke of York? Um, just permanent scowl, man. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a firm scowl. Yeah, that's fine. Great. I've honestly forgot everyone in the Twilight Saga after looking at this family tree. Yeah. Because there's so many people that look the same. Yeah. This my head hurts. There's so many small babies and yeah. there's so many old people <laughs> and no um, one in between <laughs> there's there's honestly no one in between um kelly i'm sure that it, we made you really angry with this yeah um so please correct us with what you think the proper royal family yeah. is let let us know your fan cast for <laughs> yeah <laughs> royal family in the twilight au <laughs> yes yeah um Tell us everything that we got wrong. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Are you ready for Palm Strings slash Coachella slash Boots and Puppies? Boots and Puppies. I guess. I'm so ready to never say Boots and Puppies again. We're so close. We're almost out of the woods. (laughs) I feel like the amount of times that... It's been recorded of me saying boots and puppies might unlock a secret chamber somewhere. Yes. <laughs> and I I don't know why, but I'm just convinced of that. So, when we last left off, they were all of our our gang was in Palm Springs. They're shooting boots and puppies. Joe has been called lover boy and he hates it. He's working on his revenge body, on his revenge dress, but there's been a new script that's been set out, and Love is going to do a blowjob on Milo. <laughs> She's going to do a blowjob. 
she's gonna do a blowjob, and that has set Joe into a crisis because if there's one thing, folks, that you learn from this book, it is that love doesn't do blowjobs, and two, Joe will do anything he can to get a blowjob from love. (laughs) There is nothing he wants more in this world than a blowjob. That is like the central conflict in this book. Fine. Girlfriend? Sure. Yep. Yep. But what he really wants, folks? What he will literally plan murders for? Literally. Folks? Blowjobs. Yep. It'd be like that sometimes, you know? I don't think it do be like that sometimes. (laughs) And I also don't know that. Yeah. Um, So, Joe's ruse to kill Milo. (laughs) Not get him out of the picture, but no, Joseph's determination is like, well, I just gotta kill him. Well, that was the last straw. I guess I have to kill you now. (laughs) (laughs) I just gotta kill you, I guess. Yeah. Um, Is that... They're going to go to something called Indoor Coachella. <sighs> now, Cody, can you describe Indoor Coachella for me, please? I don't. I don't because we, want to. <laughs> because when I hear it, it sounds like Dashcon. You, yes, that is absolutely correct. It feels like a haunted, like, where's the ball pit? It is like, this is a weird convention <laughs> center. Like, what is happening? I hate it. It feels very, it like, scummy. It's, it sounds so fake yeah, to me. Yeah, it's like, this is not a real thing. I thought the whole point of Coachella is that it had to be outside. Because if it was inside, right. then people, the people that I don't want to be around wouldn't go. Yes. And it would just be a concert. Yeah. I kept thinking, too, like, last week when we were, like, previewing indoor Coachella, or, like, Coachella in general, I was thinking maybe that's where, like, the um, little yurt retreat kind of thing came from in in the TV show. Um, And we can get any of that, folks. This is all bad. All just inside partying, I guess. No, I hate it. Yeah, it's awful. So... That is his plan, is he is going to, he's going to go to indoor Coachella with fucking Milo. Um, And, but Milo's doing this whole thing of like, but I have a big day tomorrow. Um, And the way that he ends up compromising is this idea of like, I go, Joe's is like, I go jogging every night. You've been saying you want to go with me. And so Milo's like, okay, yeah. But like, not a word to love. And so (sighs) Joe's like, great. No one will ever look for us if we go late at night (laughs) in the fucking desert. Am I right? Am I right, folks? And he looks at the camera and he winks. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) would be a shame if something bad were to happen to you here alone at night where no one else is except me. So now he just has to wait and just pass time. Yeah. And so during this time of waiting for the sun to go down, Barry Stein shows up on set um, and apparently he's all like, yeah, man, can't wait for this fellatio scene. It's going to make it cinema. Love it. <laughs> you know what this film needs? Blowjobs. Needs cinema. Needs cinema, baby. Um, and apparently, the only people that are on Joseph's side are Love's parents. Weirdly enough. Interesting. And so Dottie and Ray are like, hmm... I don't really understand. Like, doesn't this make it a porno? And <laughs> Are you defiling <laughs> yourself? And Love's dad is like, because of course, this is something that exactly Love's dad would say is, you don't see anything like this in Fast and Furious. <laughs> so that's not a real movie. It's so not it's just art. not real. Yeah. Um, and Would my boy Vinny end- do that? 
My, <laughs> my boy Vince, what are you? I'm just very curious why Caroline thinks the average man, the average dude, just needs to continuously reference Fast and the Furious. Listen, if they don't bring it up once a week, they turn to dust. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. It must be. It's in the guy, that guy code, you know? <laughs> like MTV used yeah. to talk about. <laughs> you gotta talk about Fast and the Furious. Right. Yes, of course. Um. So... Finally, it's nighttime. Yes. Joe and Love have sex. But he says it's missionary and it stinks of obligation. <laughs> and when he's done, he texts Milo, super normal. Um, and Milo says that he needs 20 more minutes. So, you know, when you have 20 more minutes to spare, what you always do you go downstairs and you pull yourself a bowl of after sex frosted flakes. This is a great time where we can pause and talk about our sponsor, Frosted Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> hey folks. Hey you know, everyone. We finally sold out to big cereal. <laughs> you know, let's just take a second to talk about our boy General Mills. So, you know <laughs> Here at Into the Twilight, we're not afraid to say that Tony the Tiger loves to come. And you know what makes sex not just good, but great? <laughs> An after-sex bowl of Frosted Flakes. Ah, listen, I know we're already going to hell, but I think that just gave us a fast pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. with your kids i'm sorry <laughs> if you're listening to this with your kids how have you not learned already we marked this explicit for a reason that's on you we didn't we don't have to apologize <laughs> we didn't mark this explicit as like a tease of like don't yeah don't but if you do <laughs> like don't oh my god Anyways, I mar- I just, when I saw the Frosted Flakes, I literally wrote a note in my Kindle being like, question <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Nothing says refilling my body after sex was just some fucking milk. Right. Like, what? <laughs> Why are you such a sellout to Big Dairy? Yeah. What? Anyways. So, you know, Joe's just sitting there. Eating his fucking post-sex cereal, fantasize. It literally says, <sighs> fantasizing about what happens when he's dead. You know, what you do when you're just eating a good bowl of General Mills cereal. So, great. Anyways. So, we're waiting <laughs> for Milo to show up. Yes. But to definitely not, not get murdered. <laughs> Def- to definitely not die. Yeah. And finally, the door opens. But when Joe turns around, folks, it's not Milo. <laughs> it's love. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> and she's wearing what Joe says is a transparent nightie. She isn't wearing any shoes <laughs> or any panties. And here's what I want to say. Nothing makes me drier than the idea of Joseph saying panties. Yeah, that is, we are closed up shop up here. (laughs) There is nothing going on. Closed for the pandemic, potentially closed for business. Like, I don't want you anywhere near me. Yeah. And so she decides that this is the time to, like, He's like, love, what is this? And she's like, actually, my name is not love. My name is Harmony. Um, and this is now the set of Boots and Puppies. Sorry, I just gagged because the idea of saying that out loud it's, hurt me. I, you are brave for saying it, and I commend you. Thank you so much. This is a terrible, terrible sentence. And so they then proceed to act out the scene that she was going to do with Milo. Um, 
So she picks up one of the fucking lukewarm strawberries that's been there since set earlier that day. Uh, which, great. And then she proceeds to fucking do the damn thing. I don't know. I'm not. This is important, folks. I'm not going to. You know, she does it. Yeah, she does. She she does. It. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Hopefully this Listen. is the one time we're shy on this podcast. <laughs> it's like, oh, a blowjob. Oh, I don't know about that one. Um, What I will say, though, is unsurprising to absolutely anyone. Um, we do find out that Milo is in love with love. Um, so shocker to everyone. Um, like I, I color me surprised, I guess. Um, and so like Milo's trying to get her back. She's been uncomfortable. She doesn't want to do the, the scene and she feels awful about it. So, um, they end up going back up stairs and going to sleep um and as he's closing his eyes he hears the car start and uh, milo is going to indoor coachella alone where he will figure out that indoor coachella is fake so rip rip <laughs> yeah so there you go um in chapter 34 they wake up the next day um and love emails Milo and is like, hey, so uh, this blowjob scene, not going to do it. Um, which, great. <laughs> and during this time, um, Joe is not going to be on set because he gets a very urgent email from Forty telling him to go to a suite in Palm Springs. So that is where he goes. Great. And this suite is just chock full of cocaine. There, Joseph says there are mountains of it on every surface. Mm. <laughs> um, and he is, like, worried about the police, but Forty is like, just relax. It'll be fine. Uh, which, great. There are apparently women there... Forty is having a fantastic time. Joe has no idea why he's there. Um, which great. Forty is living his truth. Um, <laughs> um, all of this. Forty is talking a lot for us to essentially just find out that a woman named Megan Ellison, who in this universe has made her an American hustle. Um, had who Joe thinks is interested in the third twin, um, but is in fact interested in the third twin and the mess, both of 40s pieces. Mm. Um, after um, a meeting that 40 has had with his agent um and so he is very excited. He's going to be um, a big so star. He is. He's going to be a great star. And that is why um, he has sex workers in his hotel room right now feeding him tacos. <laughs> and there are mountains of cocaine everywhere. That's the life, it is baby. A, <laughs> he is continuing to call Joseph Old Sport for no discernible reason. <laughs> um, and so they're jumping on the hotel beds and... 40s turning on the Boogie Night soundtrack, and they're just having a fantastic time. Um, but that is, of course, when Love texts and is like, um, hey, so good morning. Um, have you heard from my brother? <laughs> Do you know what is happening right now? Um, and so Joe has to call and be like, hey, so it's fine. Um... Everything seems okay at this point. And so when they get back, they're having the wrap party. Things seem great. 
too great, <laughs> one might say. Um, and during this rap party, a, a PA approaches Milo and tells him that there is a visitor. Um, and at the end of this chapter, we find out that the visitor is the is a police officer, specifically the same cop that took Joe's headphones after he killed Henderson. Mm. Cue the like, dun dun Exactly. Um, I will say, I think this was my favorite chapter, chapter 35. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because it was a lot of Joe being very, like, scared shitless. Yes. Which yeah. I do enjoy. It was really um, interesting, though. Like, I think it is good, like, seeing Joe squirm for, like, a chapter. That's very great. But, like, the writing seemed especially bad. It was, it was chapter. awful. Like, because it was, like, this cop being, like, hey, I know everything about you, fucking dude, like, Bushwick. Like, I, I know you. You're not registered to live here, and you killed someone, and I can prove it. And it's just, like, very weird, like, oh, you know I fucking know everything about you, dude. And it's, like, this is just, this is, people don't talk like this. This they is just don't. big villain energy of, like, I'm gonna say everything. Here you go. It felt like um, it felt like the writing you would expect from a a Marvel comic. Yes, like a the way you'd expect a an old Marvel villain yeah. to talk. Yeah, which is not how any real person speaks. Yeah, and so I agree. It felt very unnatural, and there are even attempts where Joseph is like, "What the fuck is this cop?" doing in Palm Springs. Right. Like, this is way out here. And the attempts to explain it for one officer um, to be out here still don't make any sense. Yeah. Like, that is that is still police budget time, police money, and all of this services stuff, and it makes no sense. Yeah. In this universe of, like, why they would have this specific officer do it instead of someone from Palm Springs. And so I think that that also made it hard to understand and, like, take this chapter seriously. Whereas the the general concept of it, of, like, you want to know what what he was doing, if he knows where Delilah is... And, like, what his general relationship is to his neighbor makes sense. But, like, you couldn't wait a day until he got back. Yeah, like, why did you have to track down this guy? Right. And so it was very much, like, a lot of tension, um, which even though I enjoy, like, Joe having someone on his heels, it the plausibility of it, I think, made it very difficult mm -hmm. to understand, um, which was tough so yeah that was that was unfortunate um but it definitely made joe by the end of this chapter like he was all like my stomach's pounding and <laughs> oh no this guy has no he has no evidence but like i don't know if he has no evidence and what happens if delilah's body comes back up from the ocean and oh no <laughs> and i still got that piss jar <laughs> right exactly so we will have to get more conclusion to that next week when we read chapters 36 to 39. Hell yeah. We are, we are getting there slowly but surely. We're, we're making our way downtown. We are walking fast. <laughs> we're running homebound. We are running fast. <laughs> and we are, we are homebound, yeah. Um, we have... <laughs> <laughs> thank you um we have a whole bunch of fantastic patrons to thank Ugh. and we are thanking them this week in a little bit of an unconventional way one might say yeah maybe maybe more conventional than last week some might argue <laughs> yeah. um with this is a buzzfeed list of nine scenes from the twilight saga that are genuinely terrifying um, and eight that are unintentionally hilarious. Yes. 
would you like to start? Yes. Shout out to Maggie Quinn. Who's going to be number five, my favorite, Bella's depression spiral (laughs) in New Moon. Every day and every week it gets more and more relatable. God, it's such a quarantine mood. It is. And also just a depression mood. But like, man. I understand it. Yeah, I feel it. I relate to it. I feel it in my bones. I do. Um, Shout out to Katie Weber. Boing, boing, boing. Who is going to be another mood, which is number eight, when Bella (laughs) just beats the shit out of Jacob um, in the You Nicknamed My Daughter After the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. That's cinema. That is art. That's cinema, babes. Put it in the MoMA. <laughs> Please. Please do. <laughs> Shout out to Zoe Steele. Wee, wee, wee. Who's gonna be number six when they trash the honeymoon suite on ILS oh. May in Breaking Dawn Part 1. God damn. I forgot how fucked up that bed looked. <laughs> it gets so messed <laughs> like, up. Like, I remember the headboard getting fucked up, but, like, all of the spires at to- on the top and, like, all of this, it's fucked up. There's, like, 17 pillows in this fucking room. <laughs> and just all of the the fluff from the pillows yeah. is just everywhere. Jesus, it gets in her hair no, come and on. All right, shout out to Rebecca Cullen. Boing, boing. Who's going to be <laughs> iconic. Number 10. Um, <laughs> Edward um, in the sunlight for the first time in Twilight with his fucking diamond-ass skin. <laughs> his pearlescent skin. Yep. Uh, shout out to Elizabeth Swan. <laughs> who's gonna be number two. Mm. Hold on tight, Spider Monkey. Oh. <laughs> oh. Those words bring me home. <laughs> if you don't get that as like a fucking back tattoo or some shit at some point from this podcast, oh. I would consider Amazing. this podcast a failure. Truly. All right. Shout out to Amy Taylor. Boy, boy, boy. Who's gonna be also cinema? Um, Edward's first reaction to seeing slash smelling Bella Ugh, in Twilight. Perfect. The owl wings behind him. Heavenly. It's just art. Yeah. What I would give for a statue of that. <laughs> Please. Just a bust. <laughs> oh. Oh, shout out Mulch Gray. Wow, 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 wow. Who's gonna be. The iconic number four, mm. the baseball scene, Ugh. set to Supermassive Black Hole. <laughs> Always. Name. All right, shout out to Kelly Beck, boy, boy, boy. who's also going to be an incredibly iconic moment, number 13, um, Rosalie in her wedding dress, her revenge dress. Yes. The titular Revenge dress. Ugh. Ugh. Amazing. Shout out to Taylor Brown Tao Lautner. Bow, bow, bow. Who's gonna be number 14? Jacob and Edward talking about Bella while she is unconscious sleeping in between them <laughs> in the tent, just oh. shivering. Her little touch the amount, <laughs> the amount that this scene must have done for people's sexuality, the amount that this scene did for me. Oh, yeah. Unspeakable. I mean, this birthed polyamory, I feel like. <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> like, sure, it existed. But, like, did it? Amazing. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Who's gonna be... This one is, like... I know that this said that this is terrifying. This one is kind of scary, but also a serve. Which is number 11. (laughs) 
with this like close up on Aro when they're just like killing people off screen. Yeah. Badass, but also scary. Honestly, hot. <laughs> like, that's hot. That's hot. Listen, just a little bit. We can all agree. We're adults here. It's true. We're not ashamed. I love it. Shout out Sophia Salinger. Who's gonna be... Bella just getting a cup of that fresh human blood. Oh my god. (laughs) Just a nice tall glass of blood. During her pregnancy. I love it. Which one are you, my man? Oh god. Um, I think, I think I'm a, you nickname my daughter after Loch Ness Monster, son, (laughs) in a (laughs) depression spiral moon. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. And a baseball rising. How are you? (laughs) Um, I think I'm... A s- hold on tight, Spider Monkey son. <laughs> Mainly because of Bella's face during that. Like that's how I look at me making bad decisions yeah. all the time. Like what? Like come I on. <laughs> and um, and then I'm a Bella's depression cycle moon. Yeah, yeah. Like tits out. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> spinning in an office chair. Like, <laughs> Intentionally leaving journal pages blank just to feel something. Disassociating. Yeah. yeah, In the club. (laughs) In the club, like, what month is it? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have a fan fiction for you this week that I found myself. Whoa. Allie doing her job? You hate to see it. My one and a half (laughs) jumps. (laughs) All right. This is titled Midnight Sun. Fantastic. Um, the author is the elf monster. Great. And this, <laughs> this was published on December 18th, 2011. Okay. There is no summary. Oh, there is. Uh, the summary is Edward's point of view. Lol. Uh, it is 300 words. I'm going to read them for you now. It is only 300 words. Great. It sucks so much being a vampire. I walked to school thinking about how much it sucked to be a vampire. School is exactly like purgatory because I hate it so much. It's boring and I know everything. I have to go to high school over and over again because I'm a vampire. So yeah, purgatory. Hi, Edward, said that girl I don't care about because she's not a Mary Sue or anything. (laughs) I walked into school. Alice was there. I'm a psychic, so I get to talk to her without anyone knowing about it. School is purgatory, I said with my brain. Being a vampire sucks, she said with her brain. It sucks to live forever and have magical powers and have to go to school and yet know everything being taught and be really attractive. It sucks that I can have any girl I want because of my prettiness and psychic powers. I know. God, I wish I was a muggle. (laughs) (laughs) suddenly (laughs) a new girl walked into the room alice look at that girl i can't believe everyone's thinking about her i can read minds because of my psychic powers by the way just because she's new and from out of town and a mary sue doesn't mean she's all that and a bag of cheetos (laughs) we should get some cheetos later edward and that new red mountain dew alice said with psychic powers being a vampire sucks I wonder if I can read her mind and see if being a muggle is any better. My first class was biology, so I went there and that new girl was there. I had to sit next to her, frickin' muggle. I did, and then I tried to read her mind. I was surprised when I found out that I couldn't. I mean, what the hell is up with that? I can't read your mind, so I'm leaving, I said. (laughs) I ran away and was never seen from again. End scene. (sighs) Wow. And that's it. That was, yeah, and that's all she wrote. Doesn't mean she's all that in a bag of Cheetos. If that... I'm changing my Twitter bio right now. I can't wait till August comes around and we get our shiny hardcover of Midnight Sun. And it will just be that. 
over and over again. 700 times on 700 pages of paper. Um, And I think that'll be worth it. I think it will be. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see Cheetos in fucking Stephanie Meyer's font. Yeah. I need to see Cheetos in the Twilight Cinematic Universe. Thank you. Yeah. I can't wait to see Edward eat Cheetos and then puke them up like he did with that pizza. (laughs) What I would give. Please. (laughs) Well, um... From our General Mills family to yours. Oh, no. Get bit. <laughs> and get whipped. I'm sorry. It's great. Oh, no. <laughs> Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.